0: It's not like Scarlet Witch where she's like flipping her hands around and like shooting things from her whatever.
1: Right, (laughs) right, from (laughs) her
2: whatever. From her whatever,
0: sorry, sorry. That was really bad. (laughs) How are you guys doing this morning?
3: Good, how are you?
0: Okay. Sore, like I said.
4: Ariel's changing things. Yeah, you're sore. That's good. Yeah. It's a good thing, right?
0: It can be. It can be.
4: Um, Ariel said I needed to go back to my roots, and so I'm shirtless.
2: I didn't say he had to go back to the roots. I just asked if he was going to go shirtless today because he didn't have a shirt on. And he said, no, he didn't do that anymore. And I said, why not? <laughs> Give the people a snapback Sunday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Snapback Sunday. Snap I like Sunday. that.
4: I got to not like do this. Just going to look forward.
2: I should like put a mirror right here so you can just like (laughs) (laughs) some witchcraft.
4: That'd be pretty great. I do love that this is the first time that all three of us has been, have been on the podcast and Ariel's still just an ethereal voice.
3: I think that's her thing. I will always be an ethereal voice. It's her thing. Forever. She,
0: she, she is a real person. This isn't like some (laughs) Jarvis thing that Christopher cooked up.
2: Christopher is <laughs> al-
0: actually alone. Christopher actually alone and sad in, in an
4: apartment. And
2: yeah, uh, yeah, he's actually the movie star. It's based yeah. off of him yeah. and his life.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I just have an AI. I call her Ariel. <laughs> um. So how was how was the workout yesterday?
0: It was good. I actually had a super long workout. Um. I had my um, shoulder press for my Wendler cycle, which I think we're gonna stop doing. And I gotta figure out something else to do. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Melissa keeps hitting a wall, ah. so and like it, it, it's telling her she should be lifting something, and she's like, I can't do that. She's like, she's, <laughs> she starts laughing at at the weights that it says. Oh so, god. Um, so, I've still been hitting them. I got some PRs on stuff. Um nice. And then we're probably we're, so we'll probably test ourselves again next weekend just to see where we are. Um, so I won't be too shocked if if I actually get some new PRs on my back squat, deadlift, and bench press, and all that stuff.
4: Haven't you been doing a windler cycle for like a year and a half now?
0: It's uh, three years. It's uh, <laughs> three years every day. Um, that's, <laughs> what feels that's, to, that's, that's what it feels. That's what it's supposed to work. That's what it feels like.
1: <laughs>
0: it's seven. It's seven cycles. The, the spreadsheet that I found and I oh, think okay. this, we're on cycle six yeah gotcha. so we could we could do another month of it but it's just like
1: meh
0: yeah the the whole just weightlifting thing side of things is kind
4: of boring. it's boring
0: so and then um we hadn't tested any of our olympic lifts and I was like I think I could still
4: do these <laughs> <laughs> I think my body remembers
0: I think my body remembers uh, yeah, like
4: I said, Ariel saw it and said that it's the best looking snack I've ever done.
0: I saw it and I felt it, and I was like, "Holy crap, that was really good!" And then I saw the video. <laughs> and then I saw the video. I was like, oh, "I definitely have to share this." <laughs> share your successes, people, not your failures.
4: I know, and I wanted to. <laughs> uh, I wanted to um like re what is it, repost it on here but I don't know how because I'm old. <laughs> So I don't know you're, how to do things like that. You're six months younger than I am? Six months younger than you, yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm out too. I don't know how to do any of that shit.
4: <laughs> yeah, see, You're like way like younger.
0: Oh, oh, the repost thing on Instagram? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. it is a separate app.
4: So I, I don't, I don't want to go through that. Even though I know like in the long run it would be good. Because we what said is, that we wanted f- to start posting more stuff like that.
0: Well, I sent you the thing. Just download it and post it.
4: Oh, yeah. You actually sent me the video.
0: Yeah. Man,
4: you are old. You did. I am. (laughs) God damn it. All right.
0: All right there, Boomer.
4: (laughs) I'm reminded of that literally every day at work, how old I am.
0: Are you working with what? A bunch of 22-year-olds?
4: Yeah. Are they really? no exactly like a 18 bunch to of,
2: 22 yeah, they're like oh. 18
4: to 22 years old yeah it's crazy how That's... like i realized how much older i am than all of them
2: yeah but That's... guess how old they thought he was yeah it offends me
0: 24
4: come on guess
2: 28 Twenty-four. no they thought he was 28
0: I was like, 24. he looks
2: good, but not 28.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what are all these grays here, old man? My little brother, my brother's seven years younger than I am, and he's got like gray hair. He's had gray oh, hair really? for like three years.
4: Like gray hair on his head or gray hair
0: gray, like on his head? Gray hair on his head. I haven't I have a couple that I found and I've pulled immediately because I'm like, I ain't having that shit. Right. Um, but it's they all it's all in my beard. All my gray hairs are like right under here.
4: Yeah, all my gray, are in my beard. I don't have any gray hair on my head. Yeah. Of course. I don't know if you can see. I got my um. I got my mohawk back. So. I see that. Yeah. We
0: are we are yeah, going back right. to uh. This is a throwback.
4: Yeah. <laughs> oh, the snap oh, we have yeah. snapback,
0: snapback. Sorry. Snapback
4: Sunday. Yeah. We have
0: uh, what? We have sound effects now.
4: We have sound effects.
0: Yeah. Was that me or was that you? I don't know.
4: Oh, I don't know. What was that?
0: Hold on a second. I don't know. Something. I heard a horse.
4: A horse? There is
2: uh, no horse on our there's end. There's
0: no horse on your end. Okay.
2: I cool. Think maybe you're just, like, on another plane. I might be on another <laughs> plane. Uh, um,
4: yeah, so overall, you're doing... Uh, are you, are you going to get back into, like, doing some more Olympic lifting more? Or, I mean, are you finally... Are you just... Done-done with the Wendler cycle? You didn't really
0: uh, kind of finish that. Uh, Am I done-done with the Wendler cycle? I don't think I'm... Well, yeah. I'm done with this one. I'm I'm going to... Okay. Uh, uh, with this cycle, I'm just going to kind of chill. And I don't know. I, I'm trying to look for something else to do. Figure out.
4: Move on to, to some do. bodybuilding stuff. Get yoked.
0: Fuck no. I don't want to do that.
4: Yeah. I don't do fit it. into my
0: clothes as it is.
4: <laughs> Ooh. I went suit shopping yesterday the uh pants on suits off the rack don't don't work so well for me yeah (laughs) they uh they were quite tight on the quads
0: yeah i would imagine
1: everything else was fine
0: everything like right around here chest is oh you can't see me (laughs) You can't I can't see,
1: see, see
2: you. I can see you, Carlos. <laughs> but your hands were actually out of the frame, anyways. So <laughs> he's he's motioning towards his chest. I'll just like be a mirror for whatever yeah, you're doing.
0: You, yeah, you just you just mimic. <laughs> only what it'll I'm doing. look better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, right. everything. Most of the like,
4: people don't only. Most people only listen to us, not watch us. So we should probably narrate any of the things that we're actually doing, anyway. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was just, I was rubbing my hands across my chest to demonstrate as one does, that, as one does I uh, really close to close at eight o'clock in the morning, uh, <laughs> to demonstrate that clothes don't fit me right there. Yeah. Um, it's, it tends to be really tight there.
3: That's
4: a good place to, for clothes not to fit though. That means those, those lats are growing, you know,
0: I guess. That's
4: what it means.
0: <clears throat> I still can't do pull-ups though, to save my life. I could do a well. uh, pull-up. Get better. I do two pull-ups. I can do two. I'm
2: there with you, Carlos. I can't do pull-ups. N- I, have n- no I, have
0: lots, I have never been able to do pull-ups and it frustrates Maybe should do the a hell out of it.
4: cycle next. it's
0: it's it's as if I took a class and then the class got stopped by a pandemic. <laughs> um, uh, no, but I started so uh, beyond the whiteboards got those programs that they have, like oh, get yeah, your, yeah. Your, your first strict pull-up or whatever. And so I started doing that. So so yeah, so yesterday was uh, Wendler Cycle finished that up. And then I did um, uh, uh, Snatch for, you know, my Max set Snatch. Uh Um, And then Max set Clean and Jerk, uh, which I did take a video of. uh, And I did PR if we're going, you know, CrossFit rules. (laughs) Um, But I didn't get it if we're... Did you like
4: press it out?
0: Oh yeah, it was a complete press <laughs> out. The clean was nice. I can get the clean. It was 190. It's, oh, just, okay. it's just the jerk. And it was just, I didn't rest enough. Or maybe I rested too much.
2: You probably rested too much.
0: Didn't feel like too much. I felt like I rested more the previous one that looked better that I didn't record.
2: I will tell you right now that most people feel like they're not resting very long, but if I actually record somebody doing a clean and jerk, they're resting like a minute in between their clean and their jerk. And if you watch like the best like clean and jerk people, so like Lydia Valentine, she rests for like under 10 seconds before she does her jerk. I'm going to send you,
0: I'm going to send you the second video. Okay.
4: Yeah. You probably paused way too long in the middle.
0: Probably. I need to find it seems
4: to be a thing 34 seconds i think
0: this is it. um yeah send, send it to chris because i don't have ariel's cell phone number
4: <laughs> you don't you don't have my ai's cell phone number i should give that <laughs> to you it's so weird
0: it should be the same right i mean yourself yeah. your ai should be able to get your 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 text messages right. anyways it's sending it's 34 <laughs> seconds long I'm actually an E B,
2: not an AI. It's an E B. An erythral being. (laughs) Uh,
0: So yeah, I figured I figured I needed to punch my my swole ticket to be part of the swole harem. I told that to Melissa as I was like finishing up yesterday. I was like, I felt like I earned (laughs) my keep in the swole (laughs) harem. I have to do at least a workout a week just to in in order like something like just to
4: keep keep a part of it. Just
0: to keep my membership.
4: Uh, yeah I've been doing uh, I've been doing mostly like bodybuilding-esque type stuff again um mostly because I'm just like I don't have a CrossFit gym to go to right now and like some of the CrossFit workouts that I can do I'm doing in a globo gym and I hate that yeah <laughs> like I did thrusters and handstand push-ups the other day and it was uh... awful it was a workout that Ariel came up with um, but like, it was weird. Cause like my handstand pushups were, I had to like, like walk between my thrusters and my handstand pushups. Right. Cause they have platforms, but then like in front of the platforms are mirrors. So I can't do handstand pushups on mirrors. So then I go to the other side of the wall and I kick upside down and I'm staring at myself in the mirror that's on the other side <laughs> of the wall doing handstand pushups. And it's just, it, it's not a whole lot of fun.
0: Have you been checking any out?
4: No, I haven't had time, honestly, like, because we're still not really moved in, as you can tell, like, we're still not in, like, our studio that we're yeah. going to be making, right? Um, we're getting, hopefully, most of our furniture this week, this weekend, next week, because um, we just, we had to buy a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we went from 350 square feet to over a <laughs> thousand, um,
0: yeah but... you're in a you're in a bigger place than than i have now
4: <laughs> it actually might be
0: oh it definitely is yeah i mean oh, yes. if you throw in if you throw in my garage
4: right that's then, something then your garage is might...
2: like my entryway Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. then then it might actually because we're just we under also a have thousand two
2: bathrooms yeah okay you guys beat us yeah, I know. Two. They have two right? bathrooms with two like um, soaking tubs. Don't
0: tub. t- don't say that because I'm going to tell <laughs> Melissa and she's like, You guys can sat. come
2: visit and stay in the in the studio room. Please
3: come yeah. visit.
2: We're gonna make it so like um, I like completely redid all of the interior design for it, so it's totally soul room appropriate. Nice.
4: Yeah, she she definitely like I I gave her kind of my so her and her sister went and kind of did the whole house right decided Uh on what all the themes in the rooms were going to be and all that stuff um and then I was like well you know I kind of want this like I want to be able to like display books behind me and all this stuff so Ariel being the kind of ethereal being that she is uh (laughs) reworked the entire thing nice and so yeah it's going to be very soul here and friendly
0: yeah, I am uh, in the middle of chaos. You can't see it. Uh, I had to change the curtains because I don't know if you can see the new curtains that I have. They're not the yellow ones that I had before because the yellow I mean, ones let too much light in.
2: I I can see your window. Um, oh yeah.
0: Again, again, I keep forgetting. Cannot... Chris is looking. Chris is looking right at me, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's. Totally throws me out. It's yeah, it's super creepy. Uh, <laughs> but there is there is the there is a flag right now. Uh, there's the flag that you sent, uh, and you remember the orange, the yellow curtains that I had.
4: Yeah, Ariel hated those. She said the, the light was awful because of them. Yeah, and
0: because it let too much light in, and so these right. are thicker. So these don't let any light in, and it's also a little oh, nice. today. It's a little overcast morning's perfect overcast here morning's perfect because then the light doesn't hit this room until later in the day
4: yeah and like because you and i seem to always have to have something while we're recording to drink like honestly i'm i'm more okay with the fact that we're drinking coffee every time than alcohol but you know we can switch it up it's fine
0: how do you know there is an alcohol in this? <laughs>
4: You're like, oh, there's whiskey in this. <laughs> oh, this might
0: be, I, this might be a little Irish. It's actually not.
4: On to um, like show news. Um, I I haven't heard much else, uh, but this is actually going to be kind of sprung on Ariel <laughs> um, because because we have you here. Oh. You could speak a little bit to um, the producer who's going to be making the Rohirrim anime because um, it's the same person that did the Ghost in the Shell. Oh yeah. So I mean, just reassure me a little bit.
2: Um, so if I remember correctly, you said that it was specifically the producer did that did standalone complex, right. which, in my opinion, is the best of the Ghost in the Shell productions because there's. I think like four or five iterations of them and the artwork changes slightly in each one of them and the voice actors change slightly in each of them. But I really liked like the ensemble that was created in the standalone complex. I feel like that is the true ghost in the shell. And that's the one that is like the most popular among anime um, fans of ghost in the shell. The,
4: the enthusiasts, Yeah. So Carlos kept telling me, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: It'll be fine. And internally I was still screaming. But, like overall, I mean, you know kind of what I like in anime too, which isn't a whole lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I make fun of anime a lot it's it comes from an endearing place, really, I promise, but I don't I do it. make fun of it a
0: lot. I, I don't buy it.
4: <laughs>
1: I mean
2: well, he does make fun of anime a lot, but he does also get what's the word um invested to like different degrees in different animes. I do, that's true. But it's just like, like I watch just, like one of my favorite childhood animes, which is obviously super, super corny as an adult. Um, but he- <laughs> Yeah, Inuyasha. It's like the gateway drug to all animes for all small girls, I swear. It's like Adult <laughs> Swim from like 10 p.m. to 12 p.m. Um, but I watched that one again, like five years ago and he would like make fun of it and then he'd be like wait you watched it without me
4: (laughs) (laughs) just because i make fun of it doesn't mean i don't want to watch it
0: just because i make fun of it doesn't mean i don't like it i just don't want to admit that
4: i like it (laughs) i just know that every single time i watch that show there's going to be at least three times where the main character is going to yell in yasha's name no (laughs) that's (laughs) sad Uh, but anyway so overall like she like is she like the jason
0: she like the jason Darillo of anime
4: (laughs) exactly
3: no because jason
2: Darillo says his own name yeah he
4: says
0: his own name oh every someone else says her name
2: yeah Yeah, i'd have to think of like a better comparison to something else i don't think that there is one anime is is like a anime is something unto itself because japanese people typically have like more We're going to say calm, but in my in my like unexperienced opinion, it seems more suppressed (laughs) with their emotions. (laughs) So they purposely make animes like really loud because like that's how their TV shows are. Like they really love like bright energy because because in
4: real life they have to keep it all in.
2: Kind of, yeah. I think I think that it's like more acceptable for the younger demographic to be really loud, but like when you get older, you're just not supposed to be loud anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, but all in all i think it's it's also. i mean like how do you feel
0: like what's up i was gonna say i think it's also changing i do think
2: it's changing yeah but i do think that there is definitely still like a there's a very
0: there's still a very conservative segment of the population and conservative in, in terms of like you know what you're supposed to do or what you're obligated to do.
2: Right, I think in like two to three more generations, they will be more akin to like like what you would expect to see in like an average Western culture. But I think that there's still like two to three generations away from it. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I just mean that in terms of like like somebody's kids having kids and then somebody's kids having right. kids, which is maybe like 40 to 50 years away.
3: Right
4: so i mean with the with the animation with the direction that you've seen on that though, mm-hmm. like do you see that translating well into like middle earth rohan um
2: so I actually i mean so a producer does not necessarily mean that they do the artwork, and I don't yeah. know if he was um like a big influence on the artwork of Ghost in the Shell. He might have picked um like an artist who's work that he really enjoyed Mm -hmm. but I would say that Ghost in the Shell Complex does not have very bright colors especially during the day at night it actually has more bright colors so if he does pick the same illustrator I hope he picks a different like photography producer because they would maybe change the direction of the light
3: Mm -hmm.
2: and make it more vibrant because I do feel like Middle Earth is definitely a very vibrant place because it was filmed in New Zealand right so that would be the only faux pas that I could see but I assume that he would like change the direction for that to make it really bright.
3: Okay. All
4: right. I'm fine with it. <laughs> we'll see how it goes.
2: He's still I not, mean, he just has he's
4: like
0: still not. Nice I, could, production. I, could, I could see it in his eyes.
4: Well, so here's the other thing too, though, is that I, I think, again, one of my biggest things is I, I, I fall back on the, what is it? Raskin and Baskin, R- Raskin and Baskin, you know, the the... The original animated The Hobbit? Movie. Yeah.
0: Or the Lord of the Rings? Yeah. The original Hobbit felt- or the original Lord of the Rings?
4: Well, they were both the same production company. Were they? Yeah. Okay. And, like, I always fall back on that because I think, like, that is, like, old school anime. Um, and, like, I don't, like, I really hope it doesn't look like that. <laughs> you know, like, that's what I worry about.
0: I mean, the, the. I mean, that's that's not a fair comparison. I mean, that was what
4: the '60s. Anime was the late '70s, early '80s. Oh well, it's, that's it's
0: spelled, not
2: like anime, that's, though. No, that's and, and like
0: and that's, that's animation. That's like, it's not that's anime. animation. Yeah, that's right, animation.
4: But, but, so that that was an anime. Um, so so that company was actually part of Hayao Miyazaki's company. The company that did that.
2: Studio Ghibli?
4: So it was a separate company at the time. But that was part of them. Like, those animators worked with, um, with like, H- Hayao Miyazaki and stuff like that.
2: Uh, I haven't seen it, so I don't even know. Yeah. Like the, the, the Like, I'm trying to remember the, like, the earliest an- anime. Like, Hayao Miyazaki was one of the first anime producers. But there is somebody that came up. Like, like before him, and I have seen the anime and I can't remember who it is, but it's like world renowned. It's gonna bug me now.
4: What were you gonna say, Carlos?
0: Yeah, the anime, I mean, the animation's completely different, even from uh... it's, it's, I mean, it's just, it's, I don't think it's a fair comparison to make that. I, you know, a small, a small animation company, right? Even if they are tied to Miyazaki, right. you know, is still, is, it's still, it's still you know, not going to have the same quality as like, you know, like a Disney, like even, even like a Disney movie, right? Like you have your featured productions, like uh, Aladdin, and then you have the straight to home versions, right? Where the animation (laughs) quality. Yeah. Like Aladdin (laughs) three, where the animation quality kind of drops or even like the, the, the the TV series that they did. Right. Uh, Oh yeah. 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 you know, it's, you know, a lot of it is sacrificed in, you know, offshoring, like, I think a lot of that was done by other animators, because you have to produce so much so quickly. Yeah. Um, And then I think as far as the producer goes, then, you know, yeah, they're not, they're not really, they're not directing it, they're, they're getting the people in place, and they're fronting kind of the financial resources. Right. Or, you know, finding the talent or stuff like that. When you're the, the producer or the executive producer, that's basically, I think, your role
4: in it. Yeah, I think Ariel, <laughs> a- Ariel went on a, a cursory Google search.
2: I did. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so she's got some things to say about
3: it.
2: I don't have, like, that much to say about it. Um, but I will... So Ghost in the Shell did just come out with a new iteration mm-hmm. of Ghost in the Shell because I followed
4: the the what is
2: this I think he's like the art director
4: is this the Ukrainian guy
2: yeah the the Ukrainian guy that lives in Japan um but so here's the one thing that I will say that is possibly not gonna be great about it and I hope that they don't go this direction so CGI anime is becoming very very popular that's true I really hate CGI anime I think it's like the (laughs) worst iteration ever that you could ever have an anime
1: yeah (laughs)
2: But that's what the new Ghost in the Shell complex is. It's not the same producer as the original Ghost in the Shell, but it is the same production company. Um,
3: Haven't you watched a few episodes of that? I feel like I've, I've watched it with you. I have watched a couple episodes of it.
2: Yeah. And I don't mind the story. I just really hate the animation. Yeah. Which I I really like the illustrations done by the illustrator, but when they're turned into a CGI, like, 3D. Right. What do you call it? Um, Rendering? Relax. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy it as much. I like 2D. Yeah. Yeah,
4: well, I mean, it's going to be a movie. It's not going to be a series.
2: It's a movie? It's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. One?
4: It's
0: one movie.
2: <clears throat> one movie. How long is this movie?
4: It's going to be... I 14 think
0: hours. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think, it just says that it's feature seven-part movie. So it's yeah, going to the... be around like anywhere between two to three hours. Yeah.
2: Okay, and this is totally separate from the TV show that they're making. Yeah, so this is an
4: Amazon. This is New Line. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a story about Rohan, like, 250 years before we see it in The Lord of the Rings. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So anyway.
0: This is before Helm's Deep is even a
1: thing.
4: Yeah, so this is, like, so one of the main characters on this is going to be, like, the creator of Helm's Deep.
0: Helm, I don't remember what Helm's Deep is. Helm's Deep
4: is where they go. So,
0: in the second movie,
4: you know, where they go and they they fight the orcs, and the the wall blows up. Shall I describe it to you or shall I go fetch a box? Okay, yes,
2: I
0: kind of make the jump. You're gonna have
4: to trust me. As long I quoted, that was my awful. Hopefully,
0: hopefully we don't have anybody in Scotland because that was my awful Scottish accent. That
3: was awful. That was was that
0: was a Mexican doing a Scottish accent, (laughs) and I have no, I have no place doing that. So I apologize to any (laughs) Scottish people we have or may have in the future.
2: There's too much distance. Oh, oh! What's up?
0: Exciting news. Speaking, oh, of Scotland, speaking of Scotland. All
2: right.
0: Uh, so I had a birthday. Uh, was it ten days ago or so? Well, happy goddamn birthday! Thank you. Yeah. Um. And uh. And so I turned forty next year, and then for my thirtieth, uh-huh. for my thirtieth, I went to go play Pebble Beach. So I took. Uh, I took you my go really golf
4: in Scotland.
0: Yeah. So I took my best friend to, to 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 go. Golf in uh, Pebble Beach. This is just him because uh-huh. we have uh, birthdays around the similar time, um, and uh, so he calls me up. He's like, "What's better than Pebble Beach?" And I was like, "Are you talking about St. Andrews?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "So all you have to do is get a plane ticket out there, and I'll take care of it." So what? Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll be playing Pebble Beach next year.
4: Not Pebble Beach.
0: Or not Pebble. Sorry, St. Andrews.
4: So so you're going to the Shire to play golf.
0: I'm going to the Shire to play golf.
4: Where golf was invented in the first place. Yep. By Bull Rider Took. Yep. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, oh excited.
0: I'm excited. I'm <laughs> excited.
4: <laughs>
0: I'm going to suck so bad. That's okay.
4: Doesn't yeah. matter.
0: I'm gonna. I have to. I'm gonna have to take like a hundred balls with me because I'm gonna lose every single one of them. I've played this course like, and I think I told you this when we were playing golf. I was like, when we played Pebble Beach, like I've played Pebble Beach before before playing Pebble Beach because I had Tiger Woods golf. Tiger Woods. For, you know, yeah. On my Xbox.
4: <laughs> right.
1: and it's So
0: like spot on, like accurate, like the course and where everything is, and like where hazards are and where like, uh, where cart paths are that was like oh i know this course like i know the next hole that's coming up right and like i've also played like saint andrews and now i'm gonna have to dust off my xbox play some old, just
4: play a bunch of saint andrews
0: yeah a bunch of saint andrews so
4: oh that's great that's like yeah. that's like the people who are super super into um the assassin's creeds with Ezio. oh I, yeah i've known i I've love known two that game. people who have like done that a million times and then gone to Venice and been like yeah I know exactly where I'm going yeah like they've played it so many times that they're like yeah I know this city like well I know Florence.
0: It well. I was like yeah, as like, like in Florence and I was like oh yeah I remember that I was there <laughs> oh I know that spot I was like, like oh I know that tower there was a movie oh a completely off subject in anything that we ever talk about but we were watching I was watching um, it's the second si- the the sequel to Silence of the Lambs oh okay. And he's like, in. it's like, it takes place in, in Florence. Is it
4: the, the Red Dragon one?
0: Maybe it's the Red Dragon one. I don't remember. Uh-huh. Um, and he's like, he's in Florence. And there's a scene where they go to the police station, right? And they're walking out of the police station. I'm like, that's not the police station. I'm like, I was there. I had <laughs> breakfast in that arch right there. That is not the police station. <laughs> that is a hotel. I'm like.
3: Oh, I know that's,
4: like, that's like um, every time we watch Venom. Have you seen that?
0: I haven't seen that.
4: Uh, Ariel, I mean, Ariel knows the financial district of San Francisco really well. And so, like, we'll be watching that. And she's like, that road doesn't go there. There's yeah. no way they're there right now. Like, like that whole <laughs> thing. Like, it's pretty great.
2: I like well, what street they're actually on.
4: Yeah.
0: Well, do you remember the O.C.? I
4: is never the, watched that.
0: Is it the O.C.? It was the reality one, there was a reality, maybe it was the OC. Remember,
2: we don't watch reality TV oh, shows. No, don't
0: re- watch reality, this was like a while ago. Anyways, yeah, we they I, never I, have. They, I know
4: what you're talking about, the OC, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: No, no. the OC was a TV show, but there was a oh. reality show that was like on MTV and followed a bunch of rich white kids, which I, I didn't care about, but it was, I was watching the soup and they were showing a clip and they were traveling to San Francisco uh, and you know, when you fly into the, if you fly into into the Bay area, you're either flying into Oakland or you're flying into SFO. Right. right. Most likely you're flying into SFO. Right. And they show these people coming from the airport crossing the golden gate bridge. <laughs> and I'm just like, no, like no, that,
4: that doesn't work.
0: I'm like, would you fly into Marin?
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah speaking of it. marin speaking of marin
0: i like that segue that was an awful segue
4: that was really bad but you're you know we we got away from your segues so we did get away
0: from my segues i need practice
4: it's nice getting back into those
0: yeah speaking of nice you know who else was nice
4: oh, to look me. at tell me luthien luthien po, po, po,
3: po, there that was the worst segue ever <laughs> oh
4: you haven't heard some of the
3: other ones they're fantastic uh, they're,
0: wow. they're they're fantastically awful
4: as we all know um neither of our partners actually listen to our podcast so neither ariel nor melissa listen to our podcast so they, they don't get to hear the the awful transitions and all of that fun stuff that we yeah. that we do Uh, But yeah, man, Luthien, Um, it was something that Ariel and I were going to do a podcast on for a while, but then I was like, oh, right, we're able to do all three of us. So why not do all three of us? Um, Why not? Why not? Uh, So let's talk a little bit about Luthien. So we didn't go as, um, I, I was a little bit lazy, and I didn't go as deep into the outline, as I'm sure you can see. Um, but so see. what? One of my I sent it to you.
0: No, I got it. Yes. So here. Okay. <laughs> <All
4: right>. uh,
0: <laughs> wow,
2: you here,
4: printed it. Here it is. He always prints them.
2: That's I always print them. Bizarre. Okay.
0: Well, otherwise I have a screen up here, and otherwise I'm like this, and you can see me right now, Ariel, and all uh-huh. you see is my nose hairs. Yeah.
2: I can't see anything because your camera isn't that good. It's just a uh-huh. big black hole or two of them.
4: Oh, oh I'll I'll see see you good again. Um also uh I was going to say something oh so yeah he 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 prints them out because if he doesn't print them out then he can't pull up um the wikipedia of lord of the rings and can't prove me wrong on all of the things that I say which he likes to do
2: you can do that on your pocket computer I don't always do that I know
4: but you the always pocket do computers
0: that. I don't
4: always do that <laughs> um but yeah, so... Louisiana. Nine times out of ten. Ten out of ten, would recommend. Oh, <laughs> I am uncomfortable on this floor. I cannot wait to have our little spare bedroom studio thing set up.
2: Would you like a pillow? No, I'm fine. Okay.
4: Just got to breathe through the discomfort. Um, <laughs> well, you, did, you didn't You did put my name through it.
0: You didn't put much in, 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 in the ways of the outline, so you probably aren't going to be on the floor for much longer.
4: Shut up. <laughs> Look, there's a lot that I can get into. So the thing is, is like it's kind of fun because there are a lot of different um, iterations. It's something that I've talked about with the story of Baron, Baron and Luthien a few times. That's why this is such a good thing to have, uh, because it tells you so much more than the Silmarillion does.
0: <laughs> I need a new book. Um, Huh? I said I need a new book.
4: Yeah, get this one.
0: That's what I'm. Gonna, I'm that's what I'm about to do right now.
4: Awesome. Um, so you know we've got Baron and Luthien. Is this story that you know, even if you've only seen the movies, you know it, right? Because Aragorn sings the song of, of the late Luthien. Um, and he does. At, yeah. Yeah. When? When
0: they're it's sitting the, around. It's the in horror. the um, yeah. It's in the. It's in, I think it's only in the extended version.
3: Uh, oh, I think you're right. Yeah. But still, what is that's the all song? we ever
0: watch. So, there's yeah. Well, that's the you're
2: whole. saying this like I like commit everything to memory. I watch it when you want me to. You don't. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you guys are! Like, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe the crazy that you guys are.
0: Um, he, so, he sings so it so in Elvish. Yeah, he sings it in Elvish. <laughs> it's it's the scene where so it's after they've met up at uh, the prancing pony and they leave right after the Nazgul attack. And they're walking through the marshes and it's I think it's I think it's after the scene where where they're like, we're not going to stop for for breakfast, supper, dinner, afternoon tea, right, all that. And then there's an extended scene where it's nighttime. Everybody's sleeping except for Aragorn, who is sitting there singing a song, the song of Baron and Luthien and Elvish.
2: Okay, so I will say this, I think I've only seen the first movie extended edition It's
3: in the first movie
2: i, I know oh. but i'm saying i think i've only seen that twice once with you and like once when i was maybe like 11 oh okay it's been a really long time so that would be why i don't remember this scene
4: and i know that i, the tune, I guess
0: i guess i know don't what know you guys are doing today
4: <laughs> nope <laughs> um i do know the tune i just wish i knew the words but then he's asked what he's singing um is it sam or frodo that asked him? frodo Frodo asks.
0: Frodo asks, "Who is she?"
4: Yeah, who is she?
0: And, and Aragorn's con- kind of confused, even though he's singing the song. I don't know why he's confused. I think the there's, fact all, that Frodo
4: there's only There's
0: only two people in the song, <laughs> one of whom is a man, and the other one is a woman. Who is she, Luthien? She was a maiden. Yeah.
4: So Luthien was born of melian who was a maya right mm-hmm. so she was one of you know what we would consider like a demigod essentially yeah. um and elway or fingal gray mantle he has a bazillion names um and we've talked about him recently on our history podcast um and and that whole thing started right with the you know Thingols in the woods he meets melian um, and they get entranced and apparently end up having a baby. <laughs> um, and so, you know, Fingal was one of, one of the first three elves to ever see the light of the trees, um, but also the only Sindarin elf to ever see them. Um, and so like that's- Sindarin
2: is people that, the elves that stayed in middle earth?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Question? Mark? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, and and that's important just because of kind of her lineage, right? Did
2: he go and see them because of her?
4: No, he was he was an ambassador at the very beginning. Yeah. So there were three ambassadors of the elves from, that from went. From each, uh-huh.
0: each elf group.
4: Yeah. Um, so each- and he was one of them, but he never went back.
2: Right. Okay.
4: He found Melian,
2: who was on Middle Earth
4: already. Yeah, I mean, she went back and forth. Okay, because she would tend the gardens of Lorien and then go over to Middle Earth and make sure things were there, were good, and all that stuff.
2: Mm, so she'd go between HQ and the office,
4: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's important, right? Because, um, you know, we, we need to know kind of her lineage and why Luthien is different than, you know, any other elf that that came to be. But, I mean, you know, she's the only elf that we know of that has parentage that is both an elf and a Maya. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that, that gives a being certain powers and abilities and, and shenanigans like that.
3: She's the only one?
4: mm-hmm
3: why do i
0: well okay uh, i don't know if that's true because she's the only one that's half half maya half elf but then she's, right they have kids
4: right but who, all of who the who rest are, of the lineage comes from her
0: yeah yeah so it's a dilute everyone else in that lineage ultimately to arwen well ultimately to to their kid right is right one whatever Maya.
3: Got it. Okay. Yeah. So it so
4: you know this this union that so Luthien we have, right? Um Fingal and Melian kind of began this union of a honestly like a greater female marrying a lesser male.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Um, because you've oh. got them as huh?
0: It's all over. It's all over the the legendarium, right? That that
4: right, and that it's it, but it's all their lineage, right? And you know, a lot a lot of that, that is the fact. Our that,
3: ones like it's in my blood.
4: <laughs> a lot of that is the fact that you know Ruth was I think five years older than John. Um,
3: Ruth. Oh, one. right.
4: Um, and you know she was kind of this for him like untouchable creature. Um but yeah so anyway just like most elves we don't really hear a ton about Luthien's childhood right um in the original writings of the <clears throat> of the tale of Tenuvial um you've got a little bit about her and her brother which we actually don't hear much of in the later tales, but her and her brother would go out and they would play in the woods. And her brother was uh, a musician um, and she was a dancer. Um, and that's that's kind of what we know of them. A lot of her powers later on in a lot of the tales come from dancing. She kind of enchants others by her dancing. Um, and she's got, you know, that, that magic. Now it's interesting because I, I do think it's, it's, it's a weird thing when you're talking about magic in Middle-earth because we don't, it's not like Harry Potter where you kind of get like a definition of magic or like how it's used or how it can be used. And you, you don't really have that in Middle-earth, right? Like in the Tolkien legendarium, that doesn't really exist. You just know that her dances can enchant, or her songs can enchant, right? And that that she has this sort of power about her. Um, man, I've got this.
0: It's more of a, It's on. more like <clears throat> it's more like a natural kind of power, right? It's it's right. It's not like it's not like ooh, you can't see me, but I'm doing the crazy like spell fingers right now. Um, right, that's not the kind of magic that that anybody has. It's not like Scarlet Witch where she's like flipping her hands around and like shooting things from her whatever.
1: Right, <laughs> right. From <laughs> her whatever.
2: whatever.
0: From her exactly. whatever. Sorry, sorry. That was a really bad <coughs> statement. From her okay. hands, she's not shooting things from her hands or conjuring things up from um, from Lupien. from something that she's creating. And she's right. just, yeah, she's just a being, right? Like, I think most elves are are beings who are more in tune with the natural world, right? And so they're able to tap into those things to create what we, you know, puny humans, right, mortals, would consider magic, right? The, I like that. The Numenorians have a sort of magic, right, right. Where where you know, um, Aragon, um, you know, the, the, it's not the, what is it, the, the, the prophecy about the next king, right? How the next king is going to show himself, hands. the healing hands, right? That's just something that, again, because they're, they're of, you know, they have, you know, the genealogy of, of being part elvish, right? Because right. that's who their people were. Right. Um they are also in tune with that kind of more um, you know natural <clears throat> you know what do you call it? If there's a word for
4: it. Well and and, and and her mom being a Maya of the gardens of Luthien, I'm sure it's like kind of adds to that.
1: Right. Her she... her,
0: her mother's a, go- a demigod.
4: a Right.
2: Her her power magic whatever you guys want to call it her natural state of being Mm -hmm. that is elevated right (laughs) it sounds akin to like a siren or a what are they called like a like a nymph like the the tree sirens that right, you had right, more right. in
4: like Norse folklore, right? Norse and Greek and and stuff like that that they talk about. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was. I would say that's more akin to it since her mom is a nature Maya. Yeah,
0: uh, the nymphs were more like, they were more like Melianes. They were like kind of like demigods. Oh, gotcha. Right, um, where they weren't, they weren't, you know, people. Right. That's still still creepy. Don't do that. <laughs> that's um, why I did it. <laughs> yeah, and they're they they're not people, you know, but they're not they're not the gods, right? Right. Um, they, and, they don't chill
4: on Mount Olympus.
0: But and, and 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 that's kind of and that's Mel, that's what Melian is, and and, and Melian right. had that same trait, right? That's how she got
4: Thingle. right? Is and and how she can create her, her, girdle, her girdle around Doria. right?
2: What? And what? <laughs> I'm going to let you two argue. I, just, I need a refresher on my heard coffee. What was that this lady seduced him with her magical powers. Uh-huh. And then she put a, like, um, in my head, I imagined a chastity belt on an entire city. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so when when Melian and Tingle first met, um, she was in the forest. And he walks up to her and he, he touched her.
1: Uh-huh. And that
4: put them both into a trance, and we don't know how long they stood underneath the stars. We're just told that they did, um but before he died of starvation. Did, know, wait, did he? Did he oh, ask for
2: gimmicks, her permission?
0: I sh- we never did. Know he ask for
4: permission first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but then what happened was? Is I mean,
2: if her power is basically to be a siren, then like the whole idea is that she's in, she's was. enchanting to him, so it invites
4: right and so what happened then is like essentially and carlos and i kind of talked about this in the last um not the last history one but a one uh, a little bit back where we basically are led to believe um because all of his elves go out and look for him and they can't find him anywhere right and so what one of her powers is is to like hide
1: Mm -hmm. as well
4: so she has there's there's a thing called the girdle of Melian, where she puts it around the entire city of Doriath Can once just, they have a city.
2: I feel like I need a definition of what a girdle is. Girdle I got just you. means like I got something you.
4: that circles.
3: <laughs> <laughs> has it.
2: I feel like girdle is like what you put on a female during medieval oh, times, man. but I don't remember you, what you it even not. is.
0: You do not want to see what popped up when I typed
4: in girdle.
2: See, it's like binding. It's,
4: it's, go that's, ahead. Give the actual definition because you're insane. just thinking of like what it's been I, used. As.
2: I absolutely am, but I need a different definition. That's right. my problem right, right. So right now. So
3: give the actual definition, Carlos. I'm looking it up.
0: Uh, oh, oh, you go so actually it, as an as a noun as a noun, right? The girdle of Melian is a belt or cord worn around the waist, but that's a noun, right? Right. So as a verb, it means to encircle and then it says the body with or as a girdle or belt. Right. So it's it's just another word to encircle something. Right. And okay. so It's just an encircling. So do you remember did you ever watch the movie Hocus Pocus?
2: Yeah, of course.
0: Do you remember how they had to pour salt in a circle to keep the witches from like coming anywhere near them?
2: Definitely. I use that tactic all the time as a child.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's the same kind of, it's the same kind of thing. That would have been a girdle. Got it.
2: Okay. So now I have a new definition and we can proceed.
0: She essentially poured salt around the city of Doriath. For all we know, maybe that's what <laughs> right. she did. Maybe, maybe that's that, exactly
4: that, what she did. That's exactly She's what like she did. she got
2: like magic salt hands that yeah. can just like throw up in the air and it yeah. magically spreads all the way around yeah. an entire city. It's actually so she,
0: it, it turned out to be Himalayan salt. <laughs> and they, started, they stayed away because it was so damn expensive.
4: <laughs> so she, you know, that, that's that's where that comes from, right? So she has the, the girdle of million that goes around the entire city of Doria, um, which, and this is important later on, which when she created it and, and put it up, said that, that nothing, essentially no bad thing can enter that, right? So... We're we're not gonna go super into the whole entire story of Baron and Luthien, um, because that can be a whole different history part. That's something that we'll go into in the history. This is more just about Luthien, the character, Um, but that's important because um, Baron entered the girdle of Melian. Um,
2: Wait, wait, I'm confused now. Okay. Aren't we at their parents?
4: Yeah, well, Luthien's parents. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But she created this girdle around the entire city.
2: Right, I get that. But you were talking about Baron and Luthien for a second, which is like her offspring and hasn't yet happened.
4: Well, Luthien's happened. We've already talked about Luthien. We're talking about Luthien right now. What? (laughs) Melian and Fingal.
2: Right. Had Luthien. We're talking about Luthien right now. Today,
4: we're talking about Luthien.
2: Okay, I thought that we were talking about her parents for a second. Melian
4: and Kingold? No, that was just, we had to talk about them to talk about Luthien.
2: Okay, so the transition of them to them did not happen in my brain, and I thought that we were talking about how her parents got together? No. Okay, so no. Luthien is the one that put the girdle up. No, Melian.
1: Melian.
0: I'm
2: so confused.
0: All right, let's back up.
4: What? Let's back up, Carlos, do it.
0: Hi guys, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Should we just start over?
1: <laughs> uh, okay. So, so, all right. So we're no, we're not. I we're just... not. I just.
0: I that was a joke. Um. So <laughs> we're so so just the his the just you know just kind of the backstory of Luthien, right, and who her parents are and what her parents did, right? So Melian Amaya a thingle, an elf, get together, right? Yeah. Um, And they create this big city. They stay in Middle-earth. In order to protect their people, Melian creates this encirclement around Doriath, right? Right. During that time, they get busy. They have a baby. Name her Luthien.
3: Yeah, I follow. Take it over.
0: Take it over,
4: Chris. Right there. That's where we're at. That's where we're right at. there. So then, but
2: you were talking about like being in the woods and like touching, and then a girdle, and I didn't know who that was happening to anymore. That's single and million. Okay, that's where I was at, and yeah. then you started saying Baron and Luthien. Right.
4: So, so this whole thing is created now, right? The city of Doriath. It's a it's a hidden city,
2: Okay, right? So post, post,
4: post touching
2: and touching.
4: Yeah, I, I thought you were going with Coitus there, which is also <laughs> true. But, <you laughs> I know. Was come
0: well, Tat technically yeah so post postcoitus
2: postcoitus right? post being in the woods and postcoitus yeah. postpartum and yeah.
1: okay so we're like
2: out of the woods city's been created uh-huh. they've had a baby named her
3: she got
1: she's, it okay so this she's is like way after the woods old. because
2: you didn't make a transition
4: to out of there right she's yeah she's whoever again like so this is what we were talking about right we 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 never really see like child rearing of elves, right. um, so they don't I don't meet know, it. maybe she's like a 1,000 years old or something at this point. Um, and she, her and in the early iterations, her and her brother like to go play in the woods of Doria, right?
2: Protected. So is her brother also of the Maya?
4: Yes, but yeah. we later versions, we really don't hear about like any of the other kids of Melian and Fingal. And okay. Um, gray Mantle. Gray Mantle, exactly. Um, and He's so, so this is not an earlier manager, version, yeah. right? But basically, the earlier versions, her brother is a musician, she's a dancer, right? Yeah. So because um, because this girdle of Melian exists, um, essentially, that like nobody's afraid for them to go play,
2: right? Right. Okay. You
4: go in the woods and go do your thing because nothing bad can happen there. Yeah. But one of these days, while they're out there playing, um, Baron. Comes into the girdle. Now, Baron is a human. In the earlier iterations, Baron was an elf. Um, but Baron is a human. Uh,
3: okay. he,
4: he comes into the woods and sees her dancing and is automatically enchanted, right? And calls out and calls her to Nuviel. Okay, which is also something that Aragon, when he very first sees Arwen in mm-hmm. the woods, he calls her Tenuviel. Got it. A um, lot of parallels here between them. Um, Tenuviel actually means nightingale. Uh, it also means daughter of twilight, depending on which language you're looking at. Okay. Um, Luthien means daughter of flowers. But anyway, Tenuviel is the like kind of endearing, loving worker name that Baron gives to Luthien, mm-hmm. okay? Again, we're not gonna go super into the story of Baron and Luthien, but it's important to know kind of what's happening there. Okay. Luthien is considered the most beautiful of all of the children of Eluvitar. So more so than Galadriel, more so than Arwen, more so than anyone, she is the most beautiful of all, right? Again, this is basically a love letter of Tolkien to his wife. Got it. Okay. Um, And it's just like... He
0: must have done something really bad, right? (laughs) Tolkien must have like really (laughs) fucked up. Like (laughs) forgot, he forgot their anniversary or something. And he's like, no, 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 no. I wrote you a story.
4: Well, I mean, if you, if you know the story, he actually did fuck up pretty bad because he promised his uncle that he would not date her. And so they went like five or six years without talking. Um, anyway, a different part of the story. But, but it, it, it kind of it, it brings into it because one of the other things about this is um, because he was able to get into the girdle and <laughs> – and he got into her like, girdle. He got into her girdle because he was able to get into Doriath, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that means that overall in the grand scheme of things, he's not a bad thing, right? Because no bad things could get in there. Um, but at the same time, they actually kept their relationship secret for a long time. Um, because Luthien, you know, knew that, you know, uh, actually i think this is kind of funny because I, I would say that luthien knew that um the love between an elf elf and a man um wasn't something that was you know smiled upon but at the same time like with how much i love fingal what a jackass because he did I, the exact same thing
0: Thingle was a dick
4: <laughs> like hey no, that is reserved to Feanor.
0: <laughs> Feanor is, di- all elves are dicks.
4: All elves are dicks. Um, but yeah, I mean, like he did the exact same thing, right? He, he fell in love with a demigod mm-hmm. and married her.
2: Toxic masculine. And,
4: and so like, <laughs> it's this idea that, I mean, yeah, right. It's this idea that he's protecting his daughter, for some, or from something that is lesser than her, when he did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they they actually kept their their love um, secret for quite some time. And they would meet in the woods of Doriath, and I don't know, do man and elf things.
3: Copy. It. Whoa! <laughs> well, it's, it's well, it's <laughs> she interesting. Went
4: straight there,
0: I know. What else uh, are they I mean, going to do? What else are the they going to do? <laughs> There's no Netflix. They're, like just the They're just gonna chill.
2: They're
4: just gonna chill.
0: What's 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 interesting is, is she identifies more as an elf, right? Than, Amaya. Not Amaya. It's got to be a little upsetting to, to Melian.
2: Why do you say that? How do you know that?
0: Well, I mean, Christopher, just said that. Everyone knows whatever Christopher
4: says is true.
2: <laughs> Wait, well, how did I miss that? How does she identify more as an elf?
4: Well, I mean, you know, in reality, she does. I mean, like... She...
2: I mean, if you're, like, not tending to gardens and you have no responsibility of Maya, then I understand that.
4: But right. I feel
2: like that's maybe a jump.
4: I No, I mean, in reality, she does. In, in, um, well, she's but... considered...
0: I think she's considered an elf by tel- Tolkien.
4: Right, right? Uh, because she is one of the children of the Luvatar, which yeah. technically we don't call Maya and any of the Ainur children of Iluvatar. Yeah. So, I mean, that's part of it.
2: Okay. So we're, we're yeah. told by the and
4: all-knowing um, narrator narrator that author. she is an elf.
0: That she's an elf that was granted the gift of men, right? Yeah. Um, and so, which is, you know, strange because she is, uh, you know, she is half, uh, Maya as our, as our, every, our, her progeny, right? Right. Our, her entire line. Her entire line is one part Maya. Mm-hmm.
4: Um, because we, we go down in that line, right? right? And we're all the way down to, I mean, like. Elrond yeah. is a part of that line. Yeah. Who is also part human, right? Um, and so it, and that's because of Baron,
3: mm-hmm.
4: right? Um, and so we've got that the the Maya line, the Elf line, and the human line. Mm-hmm. Now, something that we'll go into later is what you know what Carlos just said is that she um, was the first to be given a choice. So not only did she reject being a Maya. She rejected being an elf. She became human. Yeah, yeah. She became mortal. Oh, right. Okay. Right. So, so she, I, think, right? I choose a mortal life. You know, heroines thing.
2: Right. I mean, I just feel like choosing a mortal life is like not the same thing as.
0: I, I don't know if it's a mortal life because I don't know. If, I don't know if she ages right when we. And, and this is that's a, what I mean. Is, this is like, a movie you can interpretation. Choose to die. I think she chose to die. She was given the gift of men, which is death. Death is the gift of men, right? So to die is the gift of men. And that's all that she was granted. She was allowed to die.
4: We don't know that about Luthien. And the reason why I say that is because now we're we're jumping way ahead to the end of the story, but Luthien lays down and dies when Baron dies. She goes to the halls of Mondos and she's the only person in the history of Middle Earth or, you know, whatever we want to consider this history um, to have pled and sang to Mondos and Mondos' heart was softened and said, I'll go talk to Manwe and see if we can send you back. And then Manwe goes and talks to Eluvitar, and he comes back and he says, you have a choice. You can either stay here as an elf. Be here forever and you know, live an afterlife of an elf, or you can go back to Earth and live a human life.
3: I have a separate podcast to you uh, you guys. And
4: so what happens at that point is her and Baron both go back. So mm-hmm. they actually send Baron back from the dead. And they both go back and they live out the rest of their lives in Middle Earth. As mortals, now we're not told whether or not she ages, or if she's like Arwen and just lays down and dies after, you know, Aragorn dies. What we do know is that she goes back, and that her and Baron eventually do die the way that men die.
2: Um, in a different podcast, answer to this, but I feel like of the early stories have a lot of intermingling between like Maya and the ones above them that I can't remember the name of.
4: uh uh-huh. and, yeah.
2: and the uh, Men of Earth and Elberth and then suddenly, like, they don't talk to each other anymore. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> there
4: actually is a reason for that. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: I'm actually right there. Yeah. Okay.
4: Um, actually, we kind of just got there in our last podcast. Okay. But, uh, but, yeah, so that, I mean, it's definitely a jump right... Um, now you know how the story ends uh, um, but Luth I mean that shows again Luthien's power right she's able to go to, to the afterlife essentially mm-hmm. and plead for the life of her and her loved one mm-hmm. um, because she knows that they will be offended.
2: I wish that somebody on the stir would just like take
4: it because take
3: what
2: I don't know. I feel like everybody has to ask permission like 17 times. Like, someone should just do what they want and be
1: like, uh, I'm going to do it.
3: But that's not a part of the story going into.
4: But to get that, pleads for that, right? And mm-hmm. she, she able to convince a god who then convinces like the god of gods mm-hmm. that she. A, a life without her loved one, even an afterlife, an eternal afterlife without her loved one, is not one that she wants to have. Mm-hmm. So instead,
3: well, Tolkien's making
2: a lot of assumptions about she, his wife. She gets to be mortal,
4: <laughs> and and she chooses that mortal life. So yeah,
2: I don't know if I like this story. If I was his wife,
4: she loved it. Okay, it's on her gravestone.
2: The whole story? No,
4: just the like the name. <laughs> um but anyway moving all the way back into time so what we get though with luthien is it was we actually get a really especially in in this book a lot more than the Silmarillion, is we we get how much of a strong character luthien is um she she doesn't really take shit from bingle first of all like she kind of makes the point of like hold up like mom is a way more powerful being than you um and you're gonna sit here and be an asshole and say that like baron and i can't get married because he's human um right and so that's like that's kind of a a thing that happens and and you know because of the time period that this is written and the time period that this is supposed to be essentially women are property and (laughs) (laughs) single single does the whole um you can win my daughter's hand to baron uh if you go get a silmaril
3: mm-hmm.
4: right now that, that that's a whole nother line of the story something that, that carlos and i actually just recently talked about It's the whole like idea that anybody who owns a silmaril who isn't of the line of feanor is gonna get fucked um but you know this is where we are um Now, Baron goes off and he does his, you know, trial of love.
2: Typical man adventure.
4: Now, the funny thing is, though, he fails, like, bad, multiple times.
2: Typical man adventure.
4: Um, And so, like, I I think that's kind of of what we see as the difference between, you know, something like the Lay of Luthien that we're seeing here and something that we would see in Greek mythology. Because even in like Greek mythology, when somebody's on this quest to you know be a better man, to be a, a king, or be a better husband, or whatever, right? It's always like the men going through these misadventures, and yeah, they fuck up, but then they get themselves out of it, right? And that's how this story goes. Um, that's not how this story goes, though. Luthien is actually the savior a lot of times. Um, mm-hmm. Luthien gets locked in a tower for her own good. Um, very Rapunzel-esque.
3: I'm shaking my head.
4: Um, and to get out, she essentially um, enchants the guards. After a certain amount of time, she hears that Baron is locked in a tower um, with Sauron.
2: I just feel like as a dad, if I like locked my kid in a tower and then when they wanted to at any moment in time, they were like, uh, I'm gonna enchant the guards and get out. I'd feel like that's a slap in the face. I'd be like, ah, shit! Totally forgot that she could do that.
1: <laughs>
4: well, I mean, right? Like, that's kind of like, oh, right! I forgot that she's half fucking Maya. Like, she's more powerful than Fingal is, right? Um,
2: I would like leave a note. Like, thanks for the vacation, Dad.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but um, fun part of the story. The uh, and this is something that you talked about that you were like, wait, hold up, I can't remember what podcast it was on, but well, um, this is when werewolves and vampires come into the Tolkien Lynched area,
2: yeah, which makes no sense, <laughs> but
4: whatever. <laughs> and so that's where Baron is, right? Baron is he's long- with
2: the werewolves yeah. and the vampires
4: in on a different universe. On an island called the Island of Werewolves, mm-hmm. so he's there.
2: I feel like Tolkien was just a werewolf like, vampire fan, and he was like, I'm a fit of men.
0: You know what <laughs> I need? Gonna... I need a little
4: Twilight. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got the love story,
4: why not? You just squeeze yeah. it on in right here.
2: Secretly, Stephanie Meyer is actually like a huge Baron and Luthien <laughs> fan.
4: Right. So, with that, though, we learn because of that, we learn something else that not only is, is Luthien a badass who is able to enchant people able to you know fight her way through a, a dark forest to the island of werewolves to go save her beloved who is legit about to die from the vampires from, technically from werewolves actually um but once she's there once they're defeated we also learn that she's a shapeshifter so cool. she takes on the form of a vampire at that point.
2: So she didn't even need to enchant the girl. She could have just been like, I'm a bat piece. Donna.
4: Are you doing the X Men? Yeah.
1: Who's a shapeshifter
2: in X Men? Morph.
0: Who is that? And what's her face?
2: Yeah, what is her face? Mystique. Mystique. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. You got me there. But Mystique ah. can only shapeshift into other people, not right. other things. Can she shapeshift into anything?
4: Mystique? I don't know. Can no, no, she...
2: no, 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 Luthien. No, Luthien.
4: Oh, well, the only thing that we ever see is that she she shapeshifts into a a, a vampire bat. Oh,
2: I feel like Tolkien really like went off in a weird place to go to the island and like never
4: tied it in. A little bit, yeah. Okay, continue. <laughs> so, but we find a, a new power, right? So, um, again, we're not going to get into this. Because... I feel like
2: this island is like an island of nonsense. Like, whatever he wants goes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's,
4: the,
0: it's the island from Pinocchio. He's just tying all like, sorts of things into this. I feel like
2: he never meant for this to actually be in the story. He just, like, had a writer's block, and he was like, I'm going to write Werewolves and Vampires in.
4: And then Christopher Tolkien finds it. He's like, yeah, let's throw this in there. Yeah, like, it was
2: never meant to really be in this story.
4: J.R.R. is up there like, oh, shit, he found the vampires. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but we, we, we do learn Luthien's got more powers, right? She, she's got even more than what we knew. So she, she ends up saving Baron. Now, Baron was also saved by another elf. We're not going to go into that whole thing. But he was saved by another elf while they were in the, the dungeon of the werewolves, right? Um, and they essentially, they leave and they get into the woods. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, one of the things that I really wanted to talk about here was like Luthien herself and not necessarily the, the relationship or the story of Beren and Luthien, right? We get, we get lost a lot of times. Um, we can sit there and talk about, uh, characters and we get lost in their story a little bit, um, but we, we don't have a whole lot of, I mean, Tolkien was better than some, but we don't have a whole lot of strong female characters. Um, but Luthien is definitely one of them, right? Um, and so she actually, you know, she saves Baron from the island of werewolves. She saves him multiple <laughs> times, right? Um, there, uh, the sons of Feanor actually come after him. And nearly kill him as well.
3: Why do the sons of Fainor
4: come after Because they're um, dicks. Because <laughs> they're dicks. Because they swore an oath that anybody who has a anybody who has or is trying to have a Silmaril, they will kill. Okay.
3: Does um does Gray Mantle know that Luthien is helping him? No. Okay. Not
4: yet. Not at this time. Um, and so um. We, we, we talk often, you know, we talked about one of the very first things that I ever talked about and that we, we sent to Carlos that we keep saying one day might see the light of day was my whole rant on the elves and men of the first age versus the elves and men of the third age. And that you've got this mortal man who's all up about, yeah, like, I'll go fight a god um, to win my love, right? When in reality... We, we do put a lot of that. That courage is definitely there from Baron, right? Um, but if it weren't for Luthien, he wouldn't have gotten there. Mm-hmm. Um, so Luthien saves him from the island of werewolves, right? She also saves him from the sons of Fanor. Um, Horn, so. w- which? From where?
3: From the fantastical island of werewolves.
4: Yeah, she makes herself look like a vampire. And? Yeah. And goes in and gets him after technically Felagund already killed um, one of the vampires and made Sauron leave. Or not vampires, werewolves. Um, but that also killed Felagund.
3: So she like, shifted into a vampire and was like...
4: No, it was Felagund.
0: Finron Felagund. Did
3: like the whole switch room, she was like,
4: I'm a guard here,
1: I'm taking this person out to the boat. Irmaged. Irmaged, yeah. <laughs>
4: I mean essentially yeah but like most of the werewolves were already dead at that point okay um but yeah so now what they do is they use those powers later on there's a lot that happens right but she's like okay so this is what i'm gonna do i'm gonna use these powers that i have i'm gonna make myself look like a vampire um and i'm gonna take this werewolf skin and i'm gonna put it on you and make you look like a werewolf so like he was a little bit like like half, like, hunting, like, Native American, half, like, Skinwalker at that time. Like, she essentially put, like, the skin of a werewolf on him and then, like, cast a spell to make him look like a werewolf. And that is how they got into... Sorry, it was Angbad. And the Um... two headed for Angbad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So that's how they got in. Right is is they were disguised as minions of, um, of Morgoth. That's that's the word that took me a minute.
3: And Ingbed is not on the island of vampires and werewolves.
4: No, no, it's a very different place. Inged's further, like further north,
3: north. Vampire and unworthful.
4: Right, because those are the creatures of Morgoth. Right.
3: Forget right about that.
4: So, anyway. Before we get to that point, though, Luthien is a lot like her mother. And what I mean by that is she's smart. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because Melian multiple times has like tells Thingle, like, I don't think this is a good idea. And Thingle's like, I got this, like an asshole, right? Awesome. Right. Um, Luthien, at the point where she saves Baron is like, we can just live here, like we don't like you don't have to keep going on this quest. Like we're here now. Like I'm not being held hostage by my father. Like all of this stuff, right? Like, it's fine. And Baron's like, no, I made a promise. I have to get the silmaril for my god. And she's like, I mean, but you don't. And he's like, yes, I do. So,
0: well, didn't he have to get the silmaril in order to like? be with Baron or not with Luthien.
4: Well yeah, I mean he's not, getting, yeah, he's not
0: getting he's like not getting he's not getting it for he's not getting it for Thingle because Thingle has asked him get this for me, will you?
4: Right. But the, the it, there's whole a point there's
0: that, a reason for it.
4: Right, but the whole point that she's making is like we're not in Doriath anymore. She's like like yeah, we, we, we can we be together. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. No 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 I get I get what you're saying.
4: Yeah. Yeah, but so like she's very like very new school in her thought, like right, like she's like like a lot of women nowadays where she's like, you don't have to have my father's permission. Like I want to marry you. Let's just live here and be married. And Baron's still in this old mindset of like, no, I need like your father's permission to give me your hand in marriage type of thing. Sound
3: that has like the rainbow sound and goes to toxic masculinity
1: the more you know
4: yeah um so yeah so she's you know trying to convince him that it's a, it's a dumb idea to go do this right and he's like well i want to do it anyway and she's like all right fine but if we're going to do this i'm going to take the lead mm-hmm. and so she does because again not only is she smart but she's incredibly powerful when it comes to creatures of middle earth right so she disguises both of them as Morgoth's minions.
3: Is it her plan to go in there? That seems like a really bad plan.
4: It's his plan, but her plan is hers is a okay, if we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it my way. But it's his plan. To like go there and fight Morgoth. What? For a Silmarill.
3: Oh, he has
4: one? He has all three of them. He has all three. Okay, that makes some more On sense. A yeah. On a crown. On a crown. Okay, I didn't realize that he had the silver. Yes, yes. That makes way more sense. Yes, so he has all three silver. on, crown. If, you, on crown. if
0: you listen to our podcast, <laughs> then you'd probably and be I up to know. date. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, because
3: they're really long.
4: Um, they, they are really
0: long. This is this is at least over an hour now.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
4: i worried, we wouldn't make it. Um, so she's... She's smart enough to tell him not to do it, and then smart enough to say, okay, if we are gonna do it, we're gonna do it my way, right? And then powerful enough to disguise them to get them into Angband. So they get there, right? They get to Angband, they're disguised, they get down into the, the you know bowels of Angband where, where Morgoth lies and- With his crown. Yeah, with his crown. And essentially, Morgoth starts to see through, like, who these people are, Mm -hmm. right? He's like, yeah, I don't think you're my... You're not who you say you are. Right. And so Luthien, being Luthien, again, incredibly powerful, dances.
3: As a vampire?
4: She probably sheds that. I actually can't remember if she does or not.
3: I feel like she'd be more
4: powerful. No, I actually think she says
3: who she is
4: like she's got that much like fuck you to her. She's like
1: bitch, do
3: you Cuz there was, yeah. there, was
0: another, start, there was another There was another werewolf. There was another werewolf guarding the gates.
4: Right. And, well, yeah, and he's and she's he's, like he's pretty she's important. Like,
0: and then so and then so she actually at that moment gets like all this power, right? And she like essentially like that scene where where Gandalf like in the movie like expands like himself and he kind of shows a little bit of his power or galadriel when she like gets all dark and evil and then yeah, you see like all awesome. her well she gets awesome um <laughs> when you, that's that's the that's the that's the visual interpretation of the power that the elves that these elves have right and mm-hmm. so she ended up getting into that state and then just kind of like walking through, so she did that, and then, and then, so picture like explosions behind her, and then she walks through the gates.
3: Nice. Wait, before meeting
4: the before, before meeting- she meets Morgoth, that's getting yeah. into Angband. There's a giant
3: wolf that guards the gate. Okay. Yeah.
4: So um,
0: similar. Another another analogy. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Jabba the Hutt's palace. You will show me to Jabba right? That's,
4: that's that whole scene right there. Oh, I don't like
3: yeah, you right. do not need to tell me about
4: it. Um, so yeah, so she gets in because she's like, I'm a fucking badass, right? And then she gets in there and she essentially says who she is to Morgoth. But in doing this, she starts to dance. All of his minions fall asleep and even Morgoth, the most powerful, well, at one point, the most powerful of all gods, right? At this At this point, he's He's waned in power quite a bit. Um, but the most powerful of all gods mm-hmm. falls asleep. Now
3: so she I'm not gonna make the analogy. Continue.
4: If you want to know how smart Luthien is and how much of a dummy Baron is. And, and then, like, I like this because it is very self-deprecating on Tolkien's part. Because he's like, yeah, men are fucking assholes and we're stupid. Like, um,
1: we're Baron denies. goes
4: Baron goes and takes um, takes a the sword. What's the sword's name? Oh, I don't know. He's Something Crest. Else... It's not Angrist. Is it Angrist?
0: This says he just took a knife. Well, oh, uh, it was ang- Angrist. Okay, so it Angrist. is
4: Angrist. So Angrist. Angrist is... is is It, it means iron cleaver. Mm-hmm. So this is supposed to be able to cut through anything, right? So he uses it to cut a Silmaril from the crown of Morgoth. He's got a Silmaril. Sure. So that's all he needs. And yet, he's an idiot. And there is nothing that Luthien can do about her loved one being an idiot and he decides to take another one and she's like no don't do that we only need one the whole point here is that you're like basically being archaic and getting an engagement ring to show to my dad you've got it it's fine and he's like yeah but i'm gonna get another one so he goes to cut another one the knife breaks and cuts morgoth and wakes him back up Wow. yeah so luthien is able to get him out, right? And we're not gonna go through the whole shenanigans that happens after that.
3: Does he have two, two?
4: wow. He doesn't actually get the second silmaril. Okay, so
3: he just has one silmaril. He
4: just one. has the one. Um, again, you'll have to l- listen in when we actually talk about the tale of Bo- Baron and Luthien to find out how that ends. Um, but needless to say, at the end of all of this, um baron dies now this is quite a bit later (laughs) baron dies and because of that luthien like other elves of her kind have done before also lays down and essentially dies her spirit goes back to the halls of mondos because she is so heartbroken
3: It just she seems very mortal to me right
4: now. No, elves can do that. Okay. The whole point is that elves can decide to return to why, Valinor. Why come on a boat? Well, yeah, I think if she lays
0: could... if she lays down to die, she's she can't. She's given the choice.
4: Right. She's given
0: well, and and elves can well, if elves stay on Middle-earth they they kind of wither, right? They so, they
4: right. They become also, it's different. Weary. So there. So the way that I see this is, it's it's a little bit different. So you've got you've got the elves who are going over in a boat, right? You've got the elves who are going over in a boat who get to keep their mortal bodies as or their immortal bodies as they do it. You I'm on elves, a boat. I'm on a boat. You have elves who die, whether them being murdered or whatever else. They're still immortal, even if they lay down and decide to die. That spirit then goes to Mondos, though, and later they get resurrected into their bodies. So there's a difference, right? You've got people who are going straight there in their bodies, already have the body. Hey, don't have to spend time in the Halls of Mondos. You've got other elves who go to the Halls of Mondos first, then get resurrected. Hey, now I've got a body again in Valinor. Do so I have to,
3: like, stay in a waiting room, basically?
4: Yes, yes okay. so she gives up her spirit goes to the halls of Mondos because baron has already died now men also go to the halls of Mondos for a short amount of time before their afterlife that is the gift of Ilu- Iluvatar that we don't know what it is right so he is also there now Mondos does not have the ability to say okay you guys can be alive again but because she lays down her life for baron she goes there and she sings the song in the tale of baron and luthien and she you know she wrote her own song yeah essentially and she gets the pity of mandos then Mondos, you know, we talked about this a little bit already. Mondos goes to monwe and says, hey, yo, I've got this elf in my halls. And she's like, I'm awesome. He's awesome. Can we just be alive again? And monwe goes to Iluvatar and says, I know this is a little weird, kind of a strange request. I got an elf and a man who are super in love. They're both your kids. Can they, like, go back and be alive? Ilvatar goes back to Manwe. Manwe goes back to Mondos. Basically, the decision is then given to um, Luthien. You can either choose the afterlife of an elf. Since you have now died, you can be resurrected, have your body back, and go to Valinor and be with all the other elves that are there and stuff for all eternity. Or... You can go back to Middle-earth and we'll send Baron back with you. You will both die and then not know what happens in the afterlife. That's your choice. And she decides to go back. So she goes back to Middle-earth. We know that she has a son who basically takes over where her, her, uh, father is the ruler. Once he dies, her son takes over. Um, and you know that, that line continues all the way down to Elrond and then again to um, Arwen and Aragorn, right? And then further on to their son. Um, and so because they decided to, because she decided to live a mortal life, to not know what happens to her once she dies, Because again, she's, she's a badass, but also in love. Right. And she's like, yeah, I can handle this. This will be fine. Because she chooses that the rest of her line has a very similar choice ahead of them. And the rest of her line is like, her line is basically the rest of the story moving on. The line of Baron and Luthien is the story moving on because we get um Arendil from that line. We get Elros and Elron through that line. We essentially get the Numenorians through that line. Um, and all of that is because Luthien was probably, you know, it's said multiple times that she's the most beautiful of all of the children of aluvatar but in reality, like she is also probably the most influential in bravery and power and in a lot of other ways, more so than probably most of the men that we meet in any of these stories. Um, so like talking about her and not talking about not just her powers, um, but also the way that she's able to use them and how intelligent she is, even though her, her mom gets shut down all the time by her jackass dad. Um, like we see that she is both incredibly powerful and incredibly endearing to the relationships that she has uh, to point where, yeah, I mean, she ends up dying a mortal death and not knowing what's going to happen to her simply because she can deal with that. She was choice to be immortal, and she decided not. Pretty cool. There's um, more.
0: I mean, there's more to the story, right? There's more.
4: Yeah. To, there's definitely there's, to the, recovery, there's
0: a lot more. to the recovery of the of. I mean, that's probably that's probably part of the history, right? The recovery and then the aftermath. Yeah, I mean, if, it if doesn't anybody... it doesn't end up well. It doesn't end well.
4: If anybody's listened to our last episode that we did, um, they know that Thingol to a right? Yeah. Um, we talked about the fact that Thingol is a Silmaril and that the, the Naoglamir it created. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, spoiler, it, it does happen, um, but you know, that's something that we'll talk about later. All right, well, I think that's it. Um, remember to follow on Instagram, at the Unforceful Um If you're watching us on YouTube, awesome. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Podcasts, all of the weird pods places that you listen to Podcastify. Um, Anchor is where we do it, and you can listen to us there. Um, remember to only like and subscribe to those things, but also leave comments. Um, Isabel got our, our package, so she's got one of our stickers, you got uh, a bunch of those FNX products. And like I said, the, the plan is to do more of those games. Um We've got shirts and stickers that I'm going to do for our Patreon members. So check us out on Patreon. Um, Carlos and I are going to start posting more Swole stuff. Uh, and anytime that we do a, uh, a Middle Earth-based workout, I'll, I'll post it. And then Carlos and I will do, and will post times and stuff like that. So check out the Instagram for that as well.
0: I'll do the uh, and that's uh, it. The non I'll do the scaled version.
4: You'll do the scaled version. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'll do the scaled version <laughs> of all the workouts.
4: That's great. I mean, you can yeah. do both, right? Um, yeah. yeah. So that uh, that's it, man. I think it was fun having Eric on today yeah. and Carlos. All three of us, which was new. Um, and next time, hopefully, my background will be a little more Middle Earthy. All right.
0: Bye.